Hey guys, welcome back to the Five Project. Today we have a special guest, uh, Dooley. Hey, how's it going? Nice on? to see you, Dooley. Hey, appreciate the invite. But pretty much, Dooley, tell them a little bit about what you do. Um, so, man, I kind of do a lot of stuff, but really, right now, what I'm focusing on is uh, creating a real estate wholesaling business um, called Diamond Home Acquisition. So, you know, we kind of focus on buying properties, uh, either wholesaling them to investors, fixing and flipping ourselves, renting them out, a lot of different uh, strategies. But I have a big background in, you know, being a real estate agent. Uh, courses, branding, and forex. So, you know, I've done a bunch of stuff, but real estate is really my main focus and my bread and butter. Tell me about my, your course, uh, what you do in the course, and who it's for. Cool. So, I have a course called Side Money University. Um, it's really kind of one of a kind. It's basically teach people how to uh, make money in a lucrative field of market research. So, when companies are looking to build a new product, uh, test out an app, a website, I have uh, Basically, they pay you for your opinion so they can take those feedbacks and, and make a better product for you. So I basically taught people how to find those opportunities and, you know, make money off that. I mean, and is there any age? You know, there's really no age range. I say exactly. mostly, you know, 16 up because you can do it from home. So you know, for all the people watching that yeah. are 16 and over or even if you're younger, feel free to reach out to Dooley. Um, we'll, we'll attach Dooley's information at the bottom uh, of whatever you're watching on all the platforms. But Hit him up. It's, it's a good way to make a few hundred yeah. extra, a few thousand dollars, maybe a month if you do it good enough. Um, but yeah, for sure. But how old are you, Dooley? Uh, so I'm 22. I actually turned 23 December 26th. So uh, that's, that's crazy. about like two weeks from now, three weeks from now. So. Young, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. Get nothing, man. I feel like after you turn 21, <laughs> no one really cares how old you are anymore. Yeah. Like if you're 21, you're doing big things. It's cool. But you're 23 and you're doing it, It's like, oh, you know, get a job type thing. So. Yeah. And I feel you. I was talking on another podcast and I was like, look, if you're 20, 25, and it was a broad range, and you you're you not you're not an entrepreneur yet. And when I said that, what I meant was you don't have the fucking hustle in you. Yeah. And you haven't realized that you don't have a drive to do something. You don't have a drive to offer value to other people through a product. You're never gonna fucking do it because if it yeah. takes twenty five years for you to figure out that, hey, I'm independent. Yeah. Mm, I don't think yeah, it's, it's, it's for kind you. of forced yeah. at that point. And really, entrepreneurship like people are kind of forcing it down people's throats. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's almost like if you have a nine to five. Or if you went to school, you know, you know, screw you. You exactly, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I did all those things. I luckily was able to drop out and, you know, quit my jobs. And I was, but I was young. I was but so, that was after you had something going. Yeah, not I had before. a little bit something going. Exactly. I had $187 in my Wells Fargo. I was at Quick Trip. Okay. Or no, it was at Racetrack. And okay. I was like, I looked at my phone. I said, I could actually run out of money. <laughs> my tire okay. pops. Yeah. I'm going to run out of money. I was scared. I yeah. was scared. Luckily, my mom was putting on this job called auction.com where I basically teach investors how to buy pre-foreclosure properties. Oh, nice. Okay. So I was making like 20 bucks an hour, but I was only working like two times a month. Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay, that can get me, you know, I had a little bit of saved up, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, for reserves. But other than that, like, I just kind of had to go for it and live off that, you know, maybe 400 bucks a month. But what I'm getting in toward, that's solid. What I'm saying is all these people reach out to me, hey, you don't even have a job. You have no money saved up. You have no plan of entrepreneurship, but you want to drop out of school to be a full-time entrepreneur, yeah. yet you don't know what you're going to pursue. Dooley knew he was going to get into real estate. He knew he was yeah. going to do the course. I had the vision. I had the exactly. vision. And he had stuff lined up, and he was taking action on that vision. He started to take action, and then the next step was to put full-time in. So have something going for it. Don't just drop out yeah. of school to be an entrepreneur because it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, people, honestly, and you might disagree or agree. Yeah. But I feel like some people just use the word entrepreneur to glorify being unemployed. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? No, I agree with it's that. It's like, I you're do. not doing anything. You're, so, oh, you're an entrepreneur. No, being a lazy, job. like being a bum, smoking all the time, <laughs> drinking, and just fucking doing nothing at your trap house doesn't make you an entrepreneur. Like, I mean, honestly, my opinion, I want to know what you think about this. If you're like, I'm not condoning this in any way. I do not say he's, this is okay. That means he's condoning it right now. I, I, I'm not saying it's cool. I'm saying <laughs> being a full-time trapper 
and stuff, I think that is entrepreneur because you are hustling, you are selling your product to somebody, and you are getting sales. But I don't condone it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't want to get my Honestly, shit blocked bro, and banned. You know, I've heard a lot of people that I'm friends with, yeah, that started out like that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because but it's that, like that is a hustle. It's like the first way to like I gotta get it. Like mm-hmm. I gotta go do something. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, there's you know if you're selling crack, that's kind of different. You yeah, know what I'm but, but you're you're the thing is you're going out and you're finding a way that has risk, even though the risk may be legal. You're taking a risk to be able to up your income. Mm-hmm. And you know if you're 18, 19, you're kind of doing that stuff. I don't condone it, but I I think that that is a starting phase. It, it shows that you're entrepreneur. You're born you know, a lot of people say I was selling candy. Yeah. In, in high school, and I stuff was. Like yeah. That. I was selling phone cases. Me I used too. To, no way. I used to literally buy like a seven pack of like really plastic iPhone yeah. three cases. And it was kind of illegal now thinking about it. But we had like a little uh, printer thing. Okay. Ink printer. And I would basically print whatever picture they want on the back no and then way. give it to them. So they want a Supreme logo, you got a Supreme no logo. No fucking way. You know what I'm saying? So it actually was copyright infringement, so don't do that. But, but like, yeah. I sold them. I bought them for like three bucks for a seven pack, sold them for seven bucks each. But I mean, That's like a awesome. grand. Dude, but to I me. That. I started with phone cases. I bought them off of uh, DHGate. DHGate is pretty much, um, it's like AliExpress and Alibaba. They're all, most of the time, it's that. way faster shipping um, and it's a lower um, amount of. Like the minimum quantity of the order is, is a lot lower. Yeah. So I bought them off of that. I buy a hundred pack for around thirty dollars, and I resell each one for five bucks. Oh, so you wouldn't even decorate? You just resell it. it. Just, you guys yeah. need a phone. Phone uh, cases phone's gonna break. Like phone cases case. and watches. Those were like the first things I feel like really blew up okay. in like e-commerce because they were cheap, but they everyone needed a phone case. You okay. know what I'm saying? Everyone wanted a watch, mm. and they're really cheaply made, but they look good and they do. Yeah, I did fidget spinners and pop you know sockets too. Yeah, really, yeah, like. But yeah, that was my first business called Face Your Case because I would put like a face I on like your that. case. I like that. It's nice. So yeah, so I have the poster in my room and that was really like what started everything. They had an entrepreneurship group in my school. I went to Shallow High School up here in Gwinnett and we had a three-person entrepreneurship group. Basically, we had 30 people first and everyone had to write a business plan and the best three business plans got to go to this class. There's three of us and literally at the beginning, we'd watch Shark Tank and then we would just go on our business. One nice. guy had a sign uh a sign making a business i have my phone case business the other girl i don't know what she did honestly i think she did like painting or art or something like that but okay it was it just put me in that mindset and and really honestly started everything getting in the mindset so a big topic that i i mean i preach a lot if you know me in person i'm getting onto all these platforms so you're gonna hear me talk about it a lot online now but how do you feel about having the correct circle like literally affecting your life Dude, the circle is everything. Exactly. If you yeah. hang around bums, you're gonna be a bum, dude. Like by like association. Like like if I have a contagious disease and I'm touching you, you're getting I that. Have it now. Bro, yeah. Dude, like if people around you are always eating out, going out to drinks, what are you gonna do? It's, if all the moves, oh let's go to a bar, or let's go eat pizza. I'm gonna do that because I want to have fun. I want to hang out. I want to be social. But you everyone's feel like, left Yo. out. Yeah. It's almost like, "Yo, let's go study. Let's go jaw. Let's go play basketball. We're gonna do those things." You know what I'm saying? So our friends really impress a lot upon us subconsciously. You may think, oh, I like drinking every night because it's fun for me. Or that's just what my friends just when I'm used to. You know what I'm saying? So when I was around friends that literally would sit on their laptops and we just grind for five hours a day. It's fucking awesome. That's it makes you feel what good I did. Of, yeah. And I was like, wow, I never thought anyone could just sit around and do this. Yeah. I thought we had to be smoking or drinking or doing something crazy or talking about girls to have fun. But no, we're like, yo, check out my ads. Yo, check out, check out like this ad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yo, check my results for today. That was fun to us. And when I had my group of people, uh, Will, Drew, shout out to all those boys, they really put me into a mindset of like, there are people out there like me. I felt like I was an alien and, and I felt like like I found my new earth, you know what I'm saying? You, it made yeah. me feel more, you know, at less home. Weird. Yeah, yeah at sense. home. And it made me more confident in myself. So 
Your circle is everything. Man. That's awesome. I, I preach that all day. And then, so let's say somebody has a bum-ass circle right yeah. now, which a lot of people do. It's mm-hmm. not a fucking bad thing. It's it's You just fall upon the circle near where you live mm-hmm. or who your parents' friends were or who you met at school. Exactly. But how do you make a new circle? Before that, how do you get rid of your old circle? And I have a few concepts on how to do that, but I want to mm-hmm. hear what you have to say. Um, I've actually had to do this more times, and I would like to admit I've had multiple friend groups where I just had to dissolve, kind of. Mm-hmm. And I guess the first step for me, and it may not be healthy or like, you know, yeah. even right, but I would just kind of phase myself out and see if they even reach out to say what's up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If they don't care that I'm gone, then there's no reason to even rekindle that friendship for me. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, if they're reaching out, you know, what's up? What's up? You know, man, I'm kind of in a different state. Like some of the things that you guys are doing, I really can't do anymore. I can't afford it or I don't want to put energy towards that. I mean, even if you don't want that much friction, a lot of things, I've done this, like I said, more times than I'd like to admit. Um... Just slowly back off. If you go to their house or you visit yeah. them every fucking day, start doing that every three days, right? Yeah. After a week, start doing it every day. I mean, I mean, once a week, once a month, once a year. Don't break the friendship up, yeah. right? You still have something. You became friends for a reason. So that doesn't mean get rid of the friendship. It means allocate your time toward the right types of people. Yeah. And then how do you meet the right types yeah. of people? Yeah, and then you might be able to bring, you know, those old friends to your new group. Mm-hmm. But for me, honestly, in 2019, man, meetup.com, Facebook, like there's so many platforms. I've met... All my friends. We through all where? met through social media. Okay. IG for me. But like, okay. seriously, every single person I've met in the, probably in the past, like, not everyone, but like probably 90% have been through Instagram. Okay. Just reaching out. Just, so you reach out to them? Yeah. or Really, I just put my story out there. And when people are attracted to it, they hit me up. I respond. And if they seem cool, then we'll, we'll make it. take action on it. Yeah. see what happens. So yeah. for me, I used to just hide myself in a, you know, in a corner and be like, why do people want to be friends with me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel like it was my fault. I wasn't putting myself out there to even be receptive to mm. new people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I hosted my first networking event. And that really brought everything together. It was called, I think it's called Young Entrepreneurship Network. Yeah, Yin. And I got like 40 people there. Okay. And a lot. That's why I met my friend Will, Drew, Alex. They all came to that event. We should throw you know another one in Atlanta. Yeah. We I'm, should, yeah. Really, networking events, dude. Like, not only is it good for us, but think of being that person that organized an event where someone and someone else created a partnership, and that's a six-figure, seven-figure business. Like, how good does that feel yeah. to be the connector mm-hmm. of that relationship? It's like the good karma in the so, universe, or however you want to believe in it. Yeah, like, so yeah. if you don't find a networking event, which you will, what a meetup, like, come on, yeah. make your own, like, make your own networking event, and everybody there, who are they going to want to talk to? You. You created the event. You're being looked up to. You know what I'm saying? So be proactive. When you're trying to make new circles, because you're 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 trying to achieve this thing of I want to surround myself around bosses. If you're not a boss, why would they want to bring you in their circle? So you have yeah. to basically a value put, exchange. You yeah. have to offer enough exactly. value for them to want you, and then they have to offer enough value back. Yeah. So and then another thing. So in your group, you want to have a few people that, or actually, in my opinion, you want to have more people that are at a level higher than you. Yeah. So you're always learning, right? So eventually you're going to be at their level, but you also want a few people under you that give you that feeling of gratitude, that give you that feeling of humbleness that you're teaching something to somebody. So I always have three or four mentees that I go to lunch with every month. So if if you guys need some help and you want to be one of my new mentees, I don't charge anything. I'm not selling anything. I do it for the sake of helping out. Right, because there are people that are larger than me that are in my groups that are helping me out. And the same so, thing, you just pass it forward. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like the 33 percent rule. I think like Ty Lopez or someone coined it. Basically, when you have 33 percent of people on your level, above your level, and below your level. Yeah. For me, like it almost stroked my ego when I'm around people who I know that I'm smarter than. You know what I'm saying? It gets boring. You, yeah, but you're then sitting it's like, in room and then it's gets... like I'm sitting here telling you guys all these secrets, exactly. all these tips, and the thing is, no one's acting on it. 
So I'm just exchanging value to someone that's just absorbing it and spitting it out. It becomes lame at one point. It's like you're telling them, not yeah. only they're doing that, it's like you're not learning anything. You don't feel, yeah. I mean, only I'm type of- in a position to grow. Exactly. So you want to be fair to yourself and honest yeah. and true to yourself. So 33, 33, 33, in my opinion, you know, like 50% of people bigger than you, but that's harder to get into because you're not offering enough value to them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like I said, you, it's not like I'm going to be friends with you because of this, but if you have things to offer, it makes it easier to want to associate with you. Like me- the big thing about me was real estate. People didn't really know about real estate at my age. So I was always able to kind of intrigue them and teach them and put them on and, you know, inspire them. And that was the thing. And my friend, Will, he did e-commerce. My other mm -hmm. friends, they made a white label. My other friends, they did Forex. And I'm like, dang, man, I have people around me who can teach me every way to make money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you always learn new things because you can always pass it off to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, that transfer of a value of energy. Mm -hmm. Value exchange. Um, another thing. So there's a lot of people that follow, uh, that watch um, some of our content. And there's a lot of misinformation about real estate wholesaling. Mm -hmm. And you probably know of it. Yeah. So give people a rundown of what they should actually do, actionable yeah. steps, um, and what's real, what's not real, what to look out for. And I mean, even myself, I want to learn some more on yeah. how that works. Okay. So wholesaling, just real cut and simple. You're basically connecting A and B. A is a buyer or a seller. B is a buyer. Or sorry. A, yeah, buyer. A seller to buyer. It's just, just like anything. It's like reselling, but you're reselling a contract. So I see a property, right? Let's say it. I drive for dollars, basically means I'm driving in a, you know, maybe, you know, lower tier neighborhood. I see a house that looks vacant. You know, I'll take down that address, I'll skip trace it, which, you know, been verified, white pages. I'll find out who owns that property. I'll give them a call and say, hey, I drove by your property at XYZ Main Street. It looks vacant. I was wondering if you're interested to sell. They say, hey, yes, I am. I actually, you know, I'm paying property tax on it, but, you know, I'm not doing anything with it. I offer them $60,000. Now, do okay. I do I have sixty grand? Maybe, maybe not. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, I'm going to get a contract for that property, which means I have equitable rights in it, which means that I can buy and or assign it. Mm -hmm. So they're giving me, let's say, a 30-day closing date. That okay. means that I'm going to assign this property or uh, put it under contract and in 30 days find an end buyer to buy it for maybe $67,000. Okay. So in those 30 days, they uh, my end buyer purchased the contract from me, which means they purchased it from the uh, beginning seller. I make that $7,000. And who's the end buyer? Is it an agent usually? Is it? Um, it's uh, usually another real estate investor. So okay. if you're a wholesaler, you may send deals to me because I buy and flip properties. Okay. So think of this. You might get a property for $60,000. Mm -hmm. You give it to me for $67,000. Mm -hmm. I put thirty in it and sell it for one seventy. So okay. you made your seven k. I flipped it and made maybe thirty two. So it's a wholesaling, just it's, like the fitness spinners and pop sockets, yeah. but a whole another scale, just at a larger amount exactly. with bigger items. So basically, you're a marketer for real estate investors. I may find deals to sell to a buy and hold person, to a fix and flipper. Basically, I'm providing deals or investment opportunities to investors. You know what okay. I'm saying? So nice. people think that it's really easy because you don't need any money. Just because you don't need money doesn't mean it's easy. Because you're, I feel like you're responsible and you're not dealing with $100, $200, $1,000 anymore. Now you're dealing with $60,000, dollars $200,000. And if something goes haywire, something gets fucked up, it's your fault. It's on you. Yeah. So you get, you take on more of the responsibility. Yeah. And don't, it's not something, nothing's easy, right? It's all going to take learning, time. It's simple. It's not easy. Simple. I like that. It's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. And it just makes it seem, and everyone's just flooding, you know, the industry now. Because you don't need money. There's almost no dream. risk. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, so people will get deals under contract and try to make $50,000. But now, if you're trying to make fifty grand, i am trying to flip it and make thirty. Mm -hmm. How are you making more it's money It's not possible me? to do it that way. You know it's, what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're getting good deals, right, from, from nice sellers. They're not closing. And now this seller doesn't want to sell their house because they don't want to time waste it again. So when someone like me that I can buy the property, 
goes in, that seller's already burned. They don't want to sell their property now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So they're ruining good deals or they're overpricing good deals or they just put a deal in the contract and don't have an end buyer and just scram and try to do JVs and say, hey, can you find me a buyer? And then you go to him and say, hey, do you have a buyer? And he goes to him and say, hey, do you have a buyer? And now every time you're trying to find a new buyer, you're raising the price by 3K because everyone's trying to get paid. And now these good deals oh, can't okay. be bought because there's no equity left. Mm, you know what I'm saying? I got you. People okay. don't think about the overall economy of the real estate like environment, I guess. They just want to get a quick check because, oh, I don't need money. Oh, I don't need an, a license. People just want to do something that's super easy and, and has no risk and make a lot of money. They just want the best of both That's worlds. not even achievable. When they it's, have nothing yeah. to offer. It, it's, it's really crazy, honestly. And how do you feel about the people spreading this misinformation because they want to make a buck on courses? I mean, like I said... If you can put someone in an environment or in a mindset to succeed, I'm not going to hate on you, but I just think it's unethical to sell a dream. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get your bag, but I just feel like you should know that it's unethical to sell a dream. That's not to, true. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. saying. To sell a dream to make a couple bucks. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. just keep it real. That way the people that actually take action have a, a better likelihood to succeed because they know what they're in for. I mean, on the note of keeping it real, what's your Instagram real quick? Uh, my Instagram is at Agent Dooley. I do a lot on Twitter now, at Dooley Agent. So, I, so I, hit him up. Yeah. Dooley always keeps it real. I see his <laughs> tweets all the time. Got to. Um, and even, like I said, this show is literally unscripted. We yeah. had no plan of what we're going to talk yeah. about or what we were going to talk about. Yeah. But just straight value. Um, I Feel free to reach out to me. Uh, my Instagram's on the back of the laptop. I always respond to DMs. Might take a little while, but I always respond. I believe Dooley does as well. Yeah, hit me up, man. Like I said, I'm I'm here to help everybody. I'm here to help everyone succeed. So just any finishing tips? I'm super active. Um, just consistency, man. I've been at this junk for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Probably three or four years now. I'm 22. I started when I was like 19. Like just just start and just be consistent. The results will come. And that sounds cliche, but on any note, all cliches are called cliches because they're that like universally respected as rules. So don't overlook cliches just because they're said a lot, man. Go do it. Work hard. Y'all know the drill, man. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate you having me on here. No, for sure. All right, we'll have you on another time for sure. But Let's do it. I'll see you guys soon. See you.